Warning, the following content contains sounds. It has been shown that some sapiens of the Homo have episodic memory towards some sounds. Therefore, forming a bad reaction to certain sounds. Nevertheless, the sounds we use are only to mock actions and notions, which are, of course, ridiculous. We are not mocking the people who have them. No, no, no. Because you know in time, you may change what you do and change what you think. Having said that, this is correlation sensation. A show where I talk about your mother's mammalian protuberances. Yes, yes. They come in all sorts of shapes, colors and textures and smells. But of course, we will proceed to something more important. Yes! Oh, welcome back to another marvelous episode of none other than a correlation sensation. Mm. I am the primary host, yes, Gork Mouth, for president. <laughs> no, seriously. I hear on so fucking a podcast. Yes, that is correct. So fucking podcast. Check them out. They are assholes. No, they're cool. Except for Brad. Hashtag fuck Brad. No. No hate here. Just being funny. They have announced that Gary Coleman is going to be running for president too. So I'm going to do a debate sooner or later with this asshole. I'm going to show him what I'm talking about, Gork. Bwah. Oh, yeah, this is nonsense. This isn't what the title said. What are you thinking, huh? Sometimes I might tend to get off topic. Perhaps, maybe, I don't know. What was I doing? Oh, wait, yeah. We're going to be doing something very interesting, huh? Yeah, we're going to be covering the first anatomical portion of the spinal nerves. Ooh. And I'm not even going to be able to finish the entire thing on the cervical nerves. Yes, nerves of your cervix. Mmm. Get your mind out of the gutters. All five gutters you have your mind in. This is the cervix for your neck. Because cervix actually stands for neck. Don't know why they don't call the uterus your head. But anywho, if I completely messed up that anatomical statement, that's your fault, not mine. That's who you want for president, right? Yes, that's, that's exactly what you want. 
Now here we go. You know what I'm going to do now. If you've listened to all the others. Why would you be here if you didn't listen to the first part of the spinal nerve anatomy? Ah. You might want to do that. Go back now. Yeah. Yeah, do that. Oh, anywho. Me going to call void. Voidy, 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 void. Void, 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 void. Voidy, voidy, poo. Going fantastic. I'm getting ready for debate. I am uh, going to be debating Gary Coleman, Void. Uh, he's dead. No, 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 no. So fucking podcast said he's running for president. What you talk about, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. No, they set it up. They are going to have a Rodney... They're going to have a Gary Coleman debate in a call. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm going to show what I'm talking about, Gork. How was your day? Good. Went on a nice brisk walk and bike ride. Oh, yeah? Where'd you go? Just around the block. Just a block, that's all? Oh, no, no, around the block four times. Mm. Four times. So about a mile? Yeah, I'll ride a mile and walk a mile. Whoa, good idea. You know what I did today? I went to the gym. Oh. Yeah. I went on this elliptical, they say. Mm-hmm. For 10 minutes. Kept my heart rate up about 150. Then I hopped over to the, you know, assault treadmill, the one that you power with your own pressure. Oh. Yeah. And I did that for 35 minutes. Fun. Yeah. My ass crack was wet for an hour afterwards. Yep. Did you sop it up with the towel? Yeah, like floss. You know, you grab one end in the front, one end in the back, and you scrub a double, double, double back and forth. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then it changed the shade of brown afterwards, so I'd throw it out. You okay? Yes. Just a little chilly. Chilly? Cold. Oh. I thought you were talking about the food. No, no. I wish. Yeah. Guess what I have? What? Guacamole. Mm-hmm. It tastes what good. What you eating with it? Nuts. I'm using, I'm using the tongue to scoop out the guacamole. Oh, fun. Yeah, natural spoon. You know what we do? Void. What? You sound irritated. Are you irritated with me, Void? No. You, sir, it has nothing about our account on Twitter being, uh, you know, 
suspended temporarily. No, they just had new things that maybe they thought you were threatening, but you said he was just a big fake. Yeah, yeah, I tell you what. Tumbling Trump totally faked that shit just to distract people from the fact he's a huge asshole on debate. Unlike me. Uh, no, people believe he had it during debate because multiple people have gotten it. I don't believe that. I think it's a hawk's fake news. Yeah, sure. Yeah, set up by him and Hillary. They work together with the Russian bots. Why, do you disagree? No, I just think he actually has it because you're, uh, yeah, how much karma would it be to make fun of people who had it? Oh, I want to believe that he had it unless if he dies. Not saying I want him to die, no. Don't take that the wrong way. Don't want no men in a black coming over here. I've, well, we've evaded them too much already, Void, remember? Yes. Oh, God damn it! we're recording. Shit. Got to edit that shit out. So, we, uh, we're going to go on to topic. Oh, this guacamole spicy makes my nose run. Okay, as discussed previously, we know that cervical pertains to the cervix. <clears throat> there are eight cervical spinal nerve pairs we shall focus on. These nerves are labeled with a C void. That, that makes sense. Unlike the cranial nerves, which are labeled with a CN in the number, cervical nerves are labeled with a C in the number. So, all these spinal nerves occur just above the cervical vertebrae that they are named with. Except for C8, that bastard. It's not only the most inferior spinal nerve pair for the cervix, but also beneath the seventh cervical vertebrae. Now, healthline.com displays that the first four spinal nerve pairs, C1, C2, C3, and C4, innervate the back of the head and neck, while the last four spinal nerve pairs of your cervix, C5, C6, C7, and C8, work together along with your first thoracic spine nerve pair to form an anatomical PNS structure called the brachioplexus. This nerve structure called the brachioplexus innervates the skin and musculature of your chest, shoulders, arms, and hands. Before we go into deeper detail of these cervical spinal nerves, I wanted to search for the etymology of the words of a brachial and a plexus. So, logically, I went to a dictionary. At first, I went to the Oxford Learning Dictionary and searched the brachial. Guess what I found, Boyd? What? Diddly bow squat. Can you believe that? Yeah. You can believe that Oxford did not have the word brachial in their dictionary? I would have thought Oxford was like high up there in academia and everybody holds them high to standards. 
but it turns out they don't know shit about the brachial plexus. So, it's a scientific dictionary, not a regular dictionary. What is kind of funny about that statement you just said is that after I noticed that Oxford Dictionary is worthless for my studies, I went to good old-fashioned Mer good old-fashioned Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Uh -huh. There, I searched the word brachial and received information on this word from the glorious source. Unlike that the bullshit to Oxford. Wow. What's up? Nothing. Why do they wire then Ox? Oxford. Yes. What, what, why do they have Oxford? I don't know. Da. Yeah, I don't know. There's four oxes. Yes. But there's a D four after. Axes. No oxes. Four asses? That's stinky. Yes, that's a lot of shit. Oh, yeah, you're telling me. That's a lot of shit. Not nearly as much as seven billion, though. Oh, yes. That's a lot of more. Back to topic? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, for a definition of brachial, I found this quote of relating to or situated in the arm or an arm-like process, end quote. So now, I know that whenever I use my arms, I am using my brachial void. Come on, everybody. Shake your brachials to and fro. Use don't them to. Yeah, you don't want to do that. You want to, you know, move your brachials up and down and to and fro, down to your toes. You can even direct your brachials. Oh, shut up, phone. You can even direct your brachials to lead your hands to your meninges so you could scratch them, but not too hard. For Void has described that once you scratch them too hard, you will get an irritation, and you don't want that. No, 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 no. <laughs> then I searched the word plexus. You know what I found, Void? Quote, a network of anastomizing or interlacing blood vessels or nerves. Oh. Anastomizing? What is that? Wait, let me look at you. Oh. Anastomizing. Every particle is anastomizing with every other particle. Oh. That means everything's connected. Oh, that makes sense. So, your uh, brachial plexus means your plexus for your arms, or I mean your interconnected nerves that are related to your arms. Onward, ho bags. Exactly. So, not only do you have a brachial plexus, but I also found out that you have a cervical plexus. That's nice. Hellfire.com did not mention this shit. Man, I'm tired of using layman articles from layman sources, Void. So now I hop to these scholarly articles. Yes. 
One moment, I got to lap up some of his guac. Okay. I do keto diet today, Void. Oh, fun. Yeah. I feel crazy right now. What is that? I'm all like, whoopity whoopity whoop. Where was I? So, I found out that we have a name for the first four cervical nerves, and what they are combined to make void, they're called the cervical plexus. Oh, I said that, didn't I? Yes. God damn it. So, source number four talks about this structure, the cervical plexus. There's a motor and sensory information from the cervical plexus, innervating the head, neck, and trunk of the neck. Even parts of top of your scalp void in the back of your head, along with the sides around your ears and such. Some cranial nerves are also known for mingling with some of these branches from the cervical plexus. It's also noted that even though we are talking about the cervical plexus, there are two separate plexuses for this cervical plexus. That's nice. So, you have a deep cervical plexus and a superficial cervical plexus. Your superficial plexus is made up of the laterally branching out the first four spinal nerves which loop together, giving sensory for the cervical plexus. Dang, what you got going on there? You getting hit up by some booty? Matter of fact, yeah, she gave me a thumbs up. Oh, she gave you a thumbs up your butt? You wish. No, just a, a like on the comment section. Oh, <laughs> oh, void, the sapien of the homo player. Mac Daddy Void. Exactly. Okay, back to topic. The nerves that sprout out of this superficial part of the cervical plexus are the supraclavicular nerves, lesser occipital nerves, the transverse cervical nerves, the external acoustic meatus, and the great auricular nerve. Now we all know what all those non-colloquial terms mean now, don't we, boy? Yes. Goddamn right. Now, even though supraclavicular is a larger than your average Joe word, it's not hard to figure out what it means if you focus on its parts. Supra is just the root that indicates it is above. Yeah, so supraclavicular nerves must mean, you know, just above your clavicle. These nerves, yeah, these nerves extend down, originating above your clavicles. If you don't know what your clavicles are, I feel bad for you. You know. Because you just haven't learned that. Do you think they know what clavicle means? I don't know. 
Do you know what clavicle means, Void? It is, isn't it the, uh, the thing that's right, not, not where the neck meets, but kind of the bone between the neck and the rest of the arm kind of thing? Oh, attaching your sternum to your shoulder? Yes. Yes, just above your pectoral muscles. Okay, now where was I? Oh, the science direct article on the supraclavicular nerves. C3 and C4 are indicated to be the culprits of these nerves. Bastards. C3 and C4 merge together to form a super nerve. Not an actual term. I dubbed it the super nerve, which travels just beneath the sternocleidomastoid muscle. Remember that muscle void. You know. Do you remember that muscle audience? I, uh, could you put me in? I can't quite remember. How dare you not remember, Void? You bastard. I do all this work, and you don't listen to me. Ah! I'm sorry. I got a little angry, and maybe I escalated it too much. Do you forgive me, Void? Yes, you ah. got too angry, but sometimes I know you're kidding. Kidding? I don't kid. Never. I am the most serious one ever. Oh, so, this muscle innervates, you know, your, is innervated by your C11 or CN11. And if you don't know about that, check out our Galen's episode on cranial nerves. Damn straight, your sternocleidomastoid muscle is the muscle that attaches to your back of your, your head and wraps around to your clavicles in your mastoid. Mm-hmm. So, this nerve that I was talking about you remember what nerve it was? Because I forgot. No, not exactly. What? Your supraclavicular nerves. That's oh, what that's you think. That's a complicated uh, word. Supraclavicular. Just remember. Supra, above, clavicular. Clavicle. Supraclavicular. Once this nerve combines from C3 and C4, it passes this sternocleidomastoid muscle. It then splits up into three branches, or trunks, if you will. One is anterior, the other is middle, while the third is posterior. The anterior, middle, and posterior trunks of the clavicular nerves descend down to cover the platysma in what is called the posterior triangle. What? Platysma? Oh, yeah. The platysma is a superficial muscle that acts like a sheath covering the neck in the front and just below the chin. There you go, that's a booty call. To the chin and down to the delts and your pectoral muscle. The posterior triangle is the area that makes the shape of a triangle between your sternocleidomastoid muscle and your trapezius muscles of your neck. Feel this right now. 
reach down and grab your, you know, trapezius muscle, and then feel where your sternocleidomastoid muscle is. There's a little triangle piece right there. Yeah, ooh, that feels good. Boy, you gotta try this. Yeah, you know, rub your trapezius muscle, boy. Where's that? Oh my god. You don't know what that means. Oh my god, what have I been doing with my life? Oh, oh, you know that muscle, the one that gets really big surrounding your neck, you know, in the back part? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that yeah. muscle is in... Kind of looks like a big piece of fruit a little bit. Yeah, it's good. It's the two halves, right? Fruit? What kind of fruit you been eating? I don't know. Maybe a stingray? A man already? Okay. You okay, boy? Yeah, 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 yeah. You want me to cut that part out? I was just trying to be funny. No, no, no. Keep going. Ah, uh, okay. So, essentially, these supraclavicular nerves pop out from under your sternocleidomastoid muscle and branch out to cover over the process of where your clavicle is and your anterior shoulder region. And although there are three primary branches, when I look into some cadavers, you can see more than just the three little branches. There's little limbs coming out, kind of like a root system. Boy, you gotta check out this cadaver I got the other day. It is a very beautiful specimen. Oh, what's that? Yeah, naturally occurring double D titties right here on this cadaver. Man, she kind of sticky though. Well, the decaying body, isn't it? Yeah, I put it in the freezer. Did you have to get to the chainsaw? What? No. No, what I do is I warm it up. You know, put it in fetal position and bloop, right in there. Oh, God. Yeah. What's wrong? Nothing. I just found something fun. Oh, you see some titties from the girl you've been dinging? No, no, no. It was unfortunately placed at Goodwill with a butt plug. It's a picture, not... What? You got a butt plug? I got one if you want one. No, no, no. Well, it's okay. I wash it. Well, anyways, back to topic. Now we go to the lesser occipital nerve. Unlike the supraclavicular... What is that noise you're making? Boy, don't tell me you situated yourself. So you can pull down your pants and play hanky-panky with Miss Tweety. Boy, this is serious business here. You can't be yanking your winky. Good. Now we go to the lesser occipital nerve. Unlike the supraclavicular nerves, which arise from C3 and C4, the lesser X occipital nerve arises from C2. Wow, there has been some cases. Let me check to make sure it's recording, huh? Oh, still recording. There's a good year. Hey, uh, what? Hey, uh, parents might show up 
Okay. So. So. What? So we may have to take a break from recording. For yeah, you said that. Okay. Now just double checking. You just let me know. Okay. So the last rock occipital nerve arises from C2. While there has been some cases where the C3 nerve has extended some fibers to participate in this less occipital nerve. This nerve is said to curve around the spinal accessory nerve, where it then travels parallel with what is called the posterior border. Now, what the fuck is the posterior border? I don't know. Boy, do you know? I take that as a no. No. I should look it up. Fuck. Okay. You can only posterior. Posterior border. Yes. O R D E R. Oh. Yeah, it's that border behind your sternocleidomastoid muscle. Okay. So the lesser occipital nerve branches out from the great auricular nerve in the lesser occipital nerve. Oh, so after it passes and it starts to extend up and above this posterior border, it starts to wrap and work its way around the occipital part, just lateral of the medial portion. Not quite in the center, but on the sides. And right next to it, just more lateral, is actually the great auricular sensory nerve. So I guess that's killing two birds with one stone, which makes sense to say, because ramifications, etymology, you know, comes from branching out from studying of hawks. Remember the word ramus? In ramaging void. Yeah. So, the occip lesser occipital nerve essentially is located on the lateral portion of your occipital bone, on your skull. While the great auricular nerve is more lateral and just behind your ears. Oh, yeah, that's really good for you. You need to use that to feel around there. Source number nine has a link for me to steal for your information. No, I'm joking, I kid. This link will show you a picture of multiple nerves which extend from your cervical nerves. You know where it is. Yeah, and you know when they say a picture is worth a thousand words void? Yes. I would say it's worth several thousand more. Because it shows so much with the anatomy there. Now, for the transverse cervical nerve. In older text, this nerve was once called the transverse. Wait. The transverse coli and the superficial coli and the superficial clavicle and the cutaneous cervical nerve. But we're going to stick with the transverse cervical nerve. Just like the lesser occipital nerve and the great auricular nerve, where it arises from C2 and C3. Beautiful. This nerve innervates what is called 
the anterior lateral portions of the neck. So, the front and the side portions of your neck are innervated by the transverse cervical nerve. Source number 10 has a great picture showing this nerve and several others that, have, that I have mentioned with in the initial proliferations. This nerve innervates the external jugular vein and then travels up to the submandibular region, even forming a plexus with the facial nerve, providing sensory information for your feeling of your blood pressure from your jugular vein in the lower portion of your chin, in your anterior lateral region of your neck, and even as low as your sternum. I encourage the listener now to just take your fingers and lightly brush there. Feel it. Yeah, you'll feel it, Void. Yes. It's your transverse cervical nerve giving you information about your fingers or brushing up against your neck. Pretty sexy, huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, we gotta take a break. Parents are changing. Oh, okay, okay. Okie dokie. Okay. Void says he uh, he's ready for a call. If you haven't noticed, this is where the audio quality changes because for some reason, someone sabotaged me. Someone did not put in the USB interface for the good microphone, so... It was recording with the goddamn computer microphone. Oh. Anyway, let's do this. Got to unlock my phone. Come on, screen. I know you're broken, but come on. What is that? You getting dinged again, huh? That was you. What? That was you. Oh, hey, guess what? What? When we hit record, I didn't have the real good microphone plugged into the computer, so it sounds kind of crappy for the first half of this episode. Okay, cool, cool. I mean, someone sabotaged me. Was it yourself? Was it you drunk last night? No, I was not. Okay, maybe I was. I got to open it up. Yeah, the computer was acting all really stupid and stuff. I have to recover everything. I have to restart my computer. Okay. We're going, we're going, do, 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 do. Oh, Jesus. You know who says that a lot? What? Yeah, you sound a peachy. You sit on some thumbtack? No, no, it, it's just cold. It, it, I was outside talking to my mother. How is your mother? Good. They're just talking about stuff going down and how Trump has COVID. Oh, yeah. No! Fake news. He did that to distract people to make them feel bad. Yeah. I think he has it. Nope. So, I decided to try binging the next nerve. 
the external acoustic meatus. You know what? Void. Yes. I found diddly squat on it. Oh wow. Yeah, for the cervical innervation of your external acoustic meatus. But your I do know that your external acoustic meatus is a hair on a hollow tube your outer ear. And oh, I would wow. I would think that, you know, those sensations like the pain and stuff, not the sound would be that nerve. Wow. So that's what I basically gathered from no knowledge whatsoever for assuming. Since I know that your vestibulococular nerve is the one that's a cranial nerve inside your head, and this is a spinal nerve, so it's usually like a tactile kind of thing. Or probably, probably something else. I'm probably wrong. But anyways, now I'm going to the great auricular nerve. I already mentioned when I spoke of the lesser occipital nerve. Its origins are from C2 and C3. And C3. Thank you very much. And you can go fuck yourselves. Oh, and that concludes the study on the superficial portion of the cervical plexus. And now we shall dig deeper into the deeper portion of your cervical plexus. Downward oh, wow. hobags. What? I said, oh, wow. Yeah. Ahoy me matey, Voidipoo. Oh. Yeah, the deep part of the cervical plexus is said to be well known for being the muscular innovation of the cervical plexus. Making this something that is primarily a motor function portion of your spinal nerves. Even though, the further you get down into the information, it will display sensory innervation. Yup. So, we have the answer cervicalis and the phrenic nerve. Oh my goodness gracious, greasy balls. Wow. So, I learned that answer for answer cervicalis means loop. For this nerve is loopy void. He got a little tipsy. Oh, it sucks. And of course, Cervicalis is most likely some fucking word to describe your cervical area. So, we have a loopy nerve of your cervix. Yeah. Imagine that, having something loopy inside your cervix void. Mm. So, answer cervicalis is formed by C1, C2, and C3. This nerve has a superior and inferior root as well. Its innervation goes from goes to the infrahyoid muscles. The infrahyoid muscles are four pairs of anterior throat muscles. They are also referred to as strap muscles because they look like a strap around the front portion of your neck. The specific names of the infrahyoid muscles are the sternohyoid, the thyrohyoid, the sternothyroid, and the amyloid muscles. 
So, logically, you can deduce that these form types of muscles attach to your hyoid bone. Boyd, do you know what your hyoid bone is? I've heard of it before, but can't remember. This is a U-shaped bone, which is uh-huh. in the front of your throat. It helps you move your tongue and uh-huh. helps with swallowing. Yeah, and the root of hyoid is hyodis, and it's a Greek word instead of the blasted Latin one. So hyoid is derived from that Greek word, which means um, a descript, which is essentially a description for the shape, the U. So your anthocerphicalis helps you uh, move your hyoid bone for swallowing. This is very important nerve. Your anthocerphicalis helps you swallow. Your anthocerphicalis helps you swallow. Oh, without your anthocerphicalis, you can't drink jizz from a phallus. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, your anthocerphicalis helps you swallow. I was supposed to sing that, but I don't feel like it. Yeah, the, you know, the network heads, you know, they're trying to, trying to get me to do different things. So, the superior root of the anthocerphicalis mingles with your hypoglossal nerve as it leaves your C1. It travels, it travels, passing the occipital arteries. Wow. Yes, then down the carotid sheath in order to innervate the amohyroid superior belly. Don't ask me for it. I'm guessing that the contraction from the top portion of the amohyroid is what it means when it says the amohyroid's superior belly. That's what the source said. as well as the superior portions of the sternohyroid and the sternothyroid muscles are interfated by the superior root of your anthocerphicalis. At this point, it's said that the superior root of the anthocerphicalis unites with the inferior root of this nerve, which in itself is its own type of plexus. For the inferior root of the anthocervicalis, which helps people swallow, emerges from C2 and C3. This inferior route from the anthocervicalis travels inferiorly because it's a bitch down and, you know, out. And it goes down and out alongside your internal jugular vein, roughly mid down this vessel. It goes anteriorly towards the front, so it can unify with the superior root of your anthocervicalis. Okay, all of those muscles I mentioned attached to the hyoid besides your thiohyroid muscle are innervated. So, the anthocervicalis is most known for Innervation of three out of four of your infrahyroid muscles for your throat.
Now we have the motherfucking phrenic nervoid for the deep portion of the cervical plexus. The phrenic nerve originates from C3 and C5. Yes, the phrenic nerve is communicated to be a motor nerve. Ha, huh. but that source was kind of bullshit. Major reason why they call it a motor nerve is because it's very important, Void. It innervates oh. half of your diaphragm. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you out. I was just responding to what you were saying. Keep going. Yeah. So, the phrenic nerve helps you breathe. Unlike the ants of cervicalis, which helps you swallow a phallus. Source 16 of this episode has a good video where some ape man talks about the phrenic nerve, which is also a, which also has sensory function with your pericardium and your medial stinopleura and your parietopleura and your peritoneum. peritoneum. Without the phrenic nerve helping half the diaphragm when you breathe, the middle of your diaphragm will go up rather than down when you try to breathe. And also, this helps you indicate when you have stretched the internal cavity of your throat. What is going on over there? I was adjusting my chair. Yeah, you let all drive you off. You adjust your chair, do you? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. I was about to slip. Like, I never make mistakes. Yeah. You go play with that woman, aren't you? You just whip out your meninges and show them to her. Oh, yes. Oh, gross. Let me see. Ah, uh, you're showing me your meninges, Void. No, I did not. What is that mole over there? On the left one. I don't know. You better get that checked out. Well, anywho's back to topic. So, I won't go into too much detail on the, you know, pericardium and, you know, your other cardiums. Wait. I won't go into too much detail regarding your pericardium, stinopleura, and your parietopleura and your peritoneum with its sensory information, it's basically a bunch of tissue that surrounds vital organs like your heart in the inside of your lungs, or I mean, in the outside of your lungs. It, it keeps everything, you know, kind of protected, if you will. And it has, it, there are stretch sensory nerves that relay information to the phrenic nerve so you know when to stop trying to breathe otherwise you start getting hurt most importantly I think out of all those uh, you know little bits of mesh that I talked about is the pericardium because it covers the heart yeah so there you have it that's the first part of your cervical anatomy of your spinal nerves next week we will go into your brachial plexus aha 
This took, you know how many sources this took, Void? How many? Like 17. 17 sources. Yeah. Oh, Lots wow. of looking up, going back and forth. Because for some reason, a lot of people only give you a half or a quarter of the information that you're trying to look up. You know what I don't like? The what? beginning of this podcast is going to sound real bad. It happens. Yeah, I know. I didn't want to delete it and start over because we kind of did that last week. Yeah, I got to go find the goblins or the gremlins or what have you that have been, you know, hiding in my room. Sabotaging me. Hey, guess what? What? Will you be the mediator between me and Gary Coleman? I don't know, maybe, but I thought, how can you argue with a corpse? She's been dead for 10 years. Duh. Beats me. So fucking podcast says they have him. Maybe it's an impersonator or a He's a time boy. traveler, Void. That's what they say. He's a guilty of so much. Yeah, I can't wait to beat him down with my mouth. Show him who's boss. It's gonna be great shit. Well, anyways, you want to leave in peace? Yes. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Okay, you gonna play that song you were playing about an hour ago? Rehearsing for this whole thing, right? Yes. I'm gonna play exactly what you want me to play. Don't you take that tone with me. Okay. What kind of tone you want me to take? Not that one. Anyone but that one. How about this one? Mm -hmm.